Welcome everyone. This is the Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I'm your host, Jason. It's funny how things work out sometimes. So last episode I detailed a whole list of games I was playing this weekend, or planning on playing playing in this weekend. And I was gonna demo a two-hour war games for Dave Aldrich. I was gonna play in a bunch of stuff. Well, due to some emergency dental work for my son and a shift in my work schedule, I ended up not working Friday day shift, I ended up working Friday night shift. So what that meant was I had to cancel all my Saturday games. I'm not going to get to demo the two-hour war games for Dave this weekend. So all that's a real bummer. But it's what it is. My son's going to be okay. No worries about that. But what it did do is it freed up my Thursday night. And on the Audio Dungeon, a game of Solar Blades and Cosmic Spells was played. Now, most of those guys don't have podcasts, so the only other player I'm going to name drop is Jason Hobbs. And I believe he's, or I know he's talked about this game in his Random Scree episode today. Well, I say today because I'm recording this Friday, and this is going to be released Saturday. But anyhow, it's a great game. It's a fun game. It's a lighthearted, you know, more like beer and pretzels kind of sci-fi game. I mean, I guess you could play it serious, but I, I can't imagine anybody would play it dead serious. It was a great game, though. Eric, the GM, did a wonderful job. I know he was beating himself up a little bit because the maps and whatnot, but it was fine. Seriously, I'll fight anybody that says he did a bad job. He did great. Jason Hobbs was great. The other player was great. I basically played a, a human, like a Steve Buscemi kind of guy from Armageddon who wasn't near as smart as Steve Buscemi in that movie. And so he overplayed. He was super overconfident, saying he could do anything, and, and all of his stats really stunk. So he failed a lot. Um, but it's a really neat game. I had a great time, and I really needed that pick me up after all the after the downer news of because by that by the point we played that game, I knew I was going to have to cancel my Saturday games. So I really needed that, and that lighthearted space game really did the trick. That was I really needed that. So that was wonderful. Um, here in a little bit, I'm going to be playing in the Black Hack with Dave Aldrich and all the guys. So I'm looking forward to that. Then I'm going to work tonight, and I'll be up all night and up Summit tomorrow doing other stuff. And then I'll sleep, and then I'll get up and hopefully play RPGs on Sunday. So it's not all bad, but just wanted to give you that update. I'll drop an update on how the Black Hack went after that game, and then I'll publish the episode. So we'll talk to you here shortly. Okay, lots of traffic on the road this Friday evening as I head to work. So I just finished the Black Hat game. It was a great game. We had about half returning players and half new players. Dave Aldrich, D percentile course, ran the game. Returning, we had myself playing Bardo the Thief. Colin Green, Spike Pit podcast, playing Stilton, the Jester. And we had Joe Richter of Behind Sightless and Wheeler Woe podcast playing Wit, who's a wizard. Of the new players, we had Arlen Walker of Live from Pelham's Wasteland podcast. He was playing a wizard. Pete Jones of Dragons Are Real. He was playing a thief. And we had Brett, who I don't believe has a podcast. He was playing a cleric. I think Brett's in um, Dave's King of Dungeons game. And, of course, we had Spencer, Freethrall, 
keep off the Borderlands, he played a Warrior. So maybe there were, there's one, a couple more new players. But anyway, it was a good session. We didn't really accomplish much, to be honest. Um, the the basic summary of the session is Stilton, who's Spike Pit's character, wanted to go to the temple and try to cleanse his soul because he didn't feel good about the last mission we did. So we went there. We found all the priests slaughtered. We think we know who did it, another group of priests in a, from another town. So with the promise of revenge and riches as they loot the, the other priest's temple, the characters decide to go to that other town. They hired a farmer who was taking a load of corn to that town to show them how to get there and the farmer rode them in circles along the way riding in circles they got attacked by beetles which were the same kind of beetles they got attacked from last session and that was about it so when they got back to where they started the farmer kind of told them off and went, went back to his farm of course, Bardo followed him and saw where he lived, and there'll be more to that story. Don't you worry. But that was about it. That was the session. We're going to pick up on Wednesday, on 20 November, and see what goes from there. But it was fun. A lot of fun interaction between the characters. A lot of role-playing. You know, and again, just good time with good people. So that's what role-playing is all about. So that's the end of my session reports for this episode. Hey Jason, it's John here from the rest. Been listening to your episode about your upcoming November RPG plans, and I've got to admit I did chuckle a bit when you were talking about getting old and nodding off during games. Absolutely, I hear you a hundred percent, dude. Obviously, with the time differences between the UK and the various different time zones in the US, sometimes it can be difficult to organise games across the Atlantic. I know that. I used to be signed up to an awful lot of games where I'd be getting up at like 2am, 4am, stuff like that. i get up early, set my alarm, play the game, nip back to bed for a bit, get up, do the rest of my day. But as time's gone on, i found myself less able to do that, and I've had to scale back the amount of such games I participate in to just the odd one or two every now and again. And of course, with other things going on as well, and you know, more things impinging on your free time, that also impacts as well. I know the the scourge of real life, which I say sort of half jokingly, can make it very difficult to schedule games. Never mind when you introduce different time zones, getting up early, staying up late. We all have jobs and such like, which make us really tired. I know myself, I suffer from sleep apnea, so I struggle with sort of staying alert and stuff like that anyway, even though I'm getting treatment for that. But don't worry about it, dude. I'm sure people understand that everyone has sort of like an off day or a day when their their energy levels are a little bit low. 
enjoyed listening to the episode, dude. You take care, and I'll catch you soon. That was John Allen Large of the Red Dice Diaries. Thank you for the kind words, John. Yep, getting old, working 12-hour days and driving 60 miles to work and 60 miles back home kind of takes a toll on you. So, But, you know, what I've started to do, actually, because the way my day ske- my schedule is, is I've started looking at and playing more games over with the UK gamers. Because my schedule, Spike Pit, Tom Green mentioned one time that I was basically on UK schedule. And I kind of am. You know, I'm on the East Coast of the U.S., but I get up at 2.30 in the morning and end up getting to bed around 9, 9 at night, something like that. So I'm pretty much on U.K. time anyway. So I end up trying to play a lot with those guys. But that doesn't mean I don't like playing with my fellow Americans. So definitely trying to do that. Anyway, thank you, John. And you make a good point. The other gamers understand, especially... Your folks, you're fine, like the audio dungeon and whatnot. So don't overdo it and pace yourself and schedule games that are realistic for you and look for other gamers who can play at times that are realistic for you guys. So you're not burning the candle both ends. Anyhow, that's enough of me meandering on. So I'm going to go on to the next segment. What's in the basket, Easter eggs? It's time for another unboxing. So I have in front of me a box that's quite big, quite bigger than it needs to be. And I will actually include a picture of what's on the front of the box when I release this. But I'm gonna open this up if I can. And I know that's not a very good description. You can hear me opening it here. Oh wow, look at that. Okay, so I'll be nice. Hold on a second. Let me get the... I should be doing this correctly. So I kind of know what this is because I recognize the name on the package. This is my book for our book exchange. So for those of you who don't know, the Audio Dungeons doing did a book exchange in October where we sent each other fantasy novels that we thought the other person may want to read or that we really like and thought somebody else should read, right? So this box is 10 inches by seven and a quarter inches by three inches. Anyway, so that's what this is. This is that fantasy novel. It's well packed. It's got a big old piece of foam in here too. Oh, and there's a card, look at that. So this book that somebody believes I wanna read is called Kings of the Wild by Nicholas Eames, Ames, E-A-M-E-S, Echo, Alpha, Mike, Echo, Sierra. says, the boys are back in town. John Hollins, don't know who that is, but he says it's absolutely awesome, full of heroes, humor, and heart. Hey, it sounds like something I would like. On the back, it says, glory never gets old. Clay Cooper and his band were once the best of the best, the most feared and renowned crew of mercenaries this side of the heart wild. And wild here is being spelled with a Y, by the way. Their glory days long past, the mercs have grown apart and grown old. Fat, drunk, or a combination of the three. Sounds like me. Then, an ex-bandmate turns up at Clay's door with a plea for help. The kind of mission that only the very brave or very stupid would sign up for. It's time to get the band back together. And a whole bunch of authors who I don't know their name, 
or, or book reviewers, a whole bunch of people I don't recognize their name on the back say good things about it. It is a... Doo -doo -doo. Oh, that's extras. Let's see if we can find the end of the book. So the book is 494 pages, which is, you know, not near the, nearly the biggest book I, I read. It's what, half the, not even half, it's less than half the size of the stand, right? But, hey, and the print's decent size. Ha ha ha, John Allen Large. It's not too big, it's not like large print, but it's old man, old, older person print, which is very appreciated. So it looks pretty good. I'm looking forward to reading this, um, and I will report back. So I will let people know what I think of that book as I read it. The card that's in, included, I'm not going to read out loud because it was a personal card to me, but I very much appreciate the sentiments. So I have one other package here I will open, and it says... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Getting ahead of myself. So this is a U.S. media mail envelope. It's ten and a half by seven and a half by hardly anything. It's pretty thin. And in it, we will find. A, this is a Kickstarter product I ordered. And because I recognize the who it came, the publisher, I kind of know what this is too. This is from. Phil Reed, and I've gotten other stuff from Phil Reed that I've opened on the show. This is the, the, the Book of Unusual Potions, and also included is A Dozen Spooky and Strange Hats. So these are both systemless guides. One is for potions, and one is for, well, spooky and strange hats. So let's look at the spooky, some, let's get, get a sample spooky and strange hat out of here. Let's see. We've got using this book. You can use to stock a treasure chest with a hat or two. Give a powerful hat to an NPC. The group run, runs into a nomadic hatter dragging a cart of goods. Evil spellcaster might have a hat collection. We have the hat of shadows, the hat of spreading disease. Ouch. Hat of arcane wounds. Necromancer's hat. Hat of bats and skulls. Hat of Unholy Ciders, Cinders. Do, do, do. Yeah, Unholy Cinders. Well, I kind of wish it was Ciders, huh? Now, these are all like evil hats. The Hat of Imprisonment, Hat of the Witch Hunter. So, that it's interesting. I didn't know this is part... I think this is extra. I don't remember that being part of the Kickstarter. I don't pay that much attention to Kickstarters once I back them, though, to be honest. So, the Book of Potions has um, 63 different potions in it which is really cool. Um, and everything from, let's see, it's got some NPCs in, in both these books as well. The Book of Potions has different ingredients in here, like Witch's Thumb and Owl's Feather and Bottled Skull. Interesting. So we have everything from your standard Potion of Healing to uh, Potion of Sunburst, Potion of Storms, Potion of Boiling Souls. Ew. Starlight Potion. There you go, Larry. Potion of Plant Speak. That's kind of cool. Let's talk plants. So, kind of cool books you can use for different game systems. So that's our mystery unboxing for today. And and again, I'll include a picture on Audio Dungeon when I publish the episode of the book and the uh, neat thing that's on the box the book came in.
would buy these books, I think, because I, I think you should read them, you know, instead of that cat book. That's, uh, that's pretty serious stuff there. Yeah, because I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm obsessed with, uh, with death, I think. It's a big, yeah. big subject with me, yeah. Mm -hmm. I have a very pessimistic view of life. You should know this about me if we're going to go out. You know, I, I feel that life is, is divided up into the horrible and the miserable. Those mm -hmm. are the two categories, you know. The, the, the horrible would be like, um, I don't know, terminal cases, you know, and blind people, yeah. cripples. I don't know how they get through life. It's amazing to me. You know, and the miserable is everyone else. That's, that's, so, so when you go through life, you should be thankful that you're miserable. Because that's, you're very lucky to, to oh, be miserable. Just want to remind everybody about our November contest. Until the end of November, you can use the Anchor app to call, leave me a message. Or you can message me at the Audio Dungeon. And I'll read your message out loud if you don't want to leave a voice message. So what the contest is in um, Celebration Novel Writing Month... I'd like you to pick a book of your choice. It can be a novel. It can be a short story. It can even be a poem. It can be a physical book. It can be a Kindle book. Or it can be an audio book. I don't care. It cannot be a song and it cannot be a movie. Because we already did movies. And I'll do a separate contest for songs. But pretty much pick any book that you want. Prose or poetry. And that book has to be one you want to adapt to an RPG. So it's a book that you think would make a great RPG setting, or it's a book you think would be easily adaptable to a module or an adventure or a campaign in an existing RPG. So just let me know what the book is, or the story is, or the poem is. Let me know why you think it should be adapted to an RPG in some format. If you want to give me a short description of how you would adapt it that's great and at the end of the month i'll take all the, everybody that submitted an entry i'll put all your names in a random generator it'll spit out a name and that person will win a gift certificate to drive through rpg the entries are due by midnight 29 november that's a friday and it's due when i say midnight i mean midnight virginia usa time and then I'll announce the winner in my show that comes out on the 30th of November, Saturday. So that's the contest. And to give you an idea of what I'm talking about, I've already got an entry from our friend John Allen Large. So I'm going to play his entry now to give you an idea of what we're looking for. Now, it doesn't have to be as in-depth. It doesn't have to be as detailed as John's. But... I think John's will give you a kind of an idea of what we're looking for. But again, you can give me less detail if you're not as comfortable Give me as much as John does. That's okay. Just like John does funny voices, John gives good, he gives a lot of detail. So don't feel that you have to give as much as he does here. But I think it's a good example of kind of what the contest is all about. So I'm going to turn it over to John. Hey Jason, it's John here again from the Red Dice Diaries. I've just been listening to the end of the episode where you're putting out your idea for uh, another competition, an RPG based on a book. So I would like to put forward Stephen King's It as my suggestion. And the reason for that is, obviously I'm a big fan of the horror genre, but I think that sort of uh, that film taps into that whole sort of kids on bikes sort of uh, nostalgia fest that's going on at the moment. But it also has a strong horror element where 
the children can perceive this enemy that's corrupting their town from within, yet the adults who are sort of mired in their everyday life and the sort of tedious drudgery of the everyday world are entirely oblivious to it. Now, of course, we know from the book and the later TV and film adaptions that the creature, it, the titular it, manifests sort of at least partly as this horrible figure, Pennywise the Clown, preying on childhood fears, presenting something which is supposed to be amusing and twisting it and turning it into something horrifying to feed on the fear that's caused, but obviously it can assume numerous different shapes. There's plenty of variety in terms of an antagonist. And also I think it'd be quite cool to play the game in two parts. One where you're playing the children when they first encounter the creature, and another when they're adults, but they can still sort of remember what happened, and they're coming back to try and deal with this creature and free their home. So that's my suggestion. Stephen King's it. Take care. Okay, so that's the show. I want to thank TJ Drennan, who gave us the intro and outro music for this show. You can find him on Patreon. You can reach me using the Anchor app, leave me a voice message, or you can find me on the Audio Dungeon. So take care. I'll talk to you again next Wednesday. TJ, take us out.